0: Welcome to Hacker Public Radio My name is Ken Fallon Today I'll be continuing this series on the LPI certification Today we're going to be talking about hard drives The most common hard drive found in a PC today is the Integrated Drive Electronics or IDE hard drive They're also known as ATA drives Other drives in use commonly on servers are SCSI drives and recently most drives being shipped with PCs are now serial ATA so the original IDE or ATA drives are now retrofitted with the name of Parallel ATA drives. And you can tell the difference. The Parallel has a big big ribbon cable, whereas the Serial ATA has a smaller data cable. As far as the LPI certification goes, what you probably need to know is the limits that are imposed due to the original bias limitations when dealing with hard disks. You're also going to need to know some stuff on the tools to look at and tune a hard disk. And you're probably also going to need to know about the Linux disk naming conventions. So that's more or less what we're going to cover today. Now first of all some background on what a hard disk is and how it works. A hard disk is actually composed of platters made of either aluminium or glass coated in a magnetic material and the platters or discs are arranged one on top of each other on a spindle. The whole thing is enclosed in a enclosure and there's a hard disc controller attached to the underside of the disc. The read write head is mounted on an arm which moves from the outside edge of the disc to the centre that allows it to access any area on the disc. The discs themselves can spin at uh, very high speeds, often reaching 170 miles per hour or around 270 kilometers per hour. Data is stored on the surface of a platter in sectors and tracks. The tracks are concentric circles and the sectors are pie-shaped wedges on a track. The term cylinder is used to describe the same track on all the platters as they're stacked one on top of one on top of the other so if you have track one on the first platter you're also talking about track one on the second track one on the third track one on the fourth as you go up it creates a sort of cylinder when the original hard disks came out the way you would locate a piece of information on the hard disk was by giving it a reference uh, based on cylinders, heads and sectors of tracks. So if something was at position 1, cylinder 1, uh, on head 5 and on track 12, you would be able to locate information. Another method for location, locating data on the disk is called the logical block address or the LBA address. And rather than using geometry like CHS does, it simply used number structure to name the sectors regardless of their physical construction. Okay now what has all of this got to do with the exam? The important part is that every hard disk is presented to the BIOS through its geometry, which tells the BIOS of many cylinders heads tracks that the disk uses. This is using the CHS method. For Windows the bootloader is always located at the master boot record. However, for Linux, the bootloader Lilo or Grub can either be at the master boot record or at the root partition. And if it's at the root partition, then you have to be aware of certain limits that are imposed by this CHS methodology employed by the BIOS. And the most important limit that you need to know about is the 1024 cylinder limit. Now, where this comes about is the IDE ATA specification had specification for the number of cylinders, heads, and sectors. And then you had BIOSes. Uh, the BIOS int 13H standard had also specifications for the number of cylinders, heads, and sectors. problem is that they didn't talk to each other, and we ended up with having to take the smallest combination of each. So although the IDE specification supports 16 cylinders maximum, the BIOS only supports 10. And while the BIOS supports 8 heads, the IDE specification only supports 4, and the IDE specification supports 8 sectors max, but the BIOS only supports 6. So what you end up is having maximum of 10 cylinders which corresponds to cylinders. Uh, sorry, 10 bits for a cylinder number and that corresponds to 1024 uh, maximum cylinders and then the maximum of 16 heads uh, with 63 sectors that gives a total maximum of 504 megabytes so if you're making a boot partition you should always make it less than 500 megabytes. A lot of people will say that anything more than 50 megabytes is a waste of time. Okay, there's been various different ways to get around this problem, by doing translations and all the rest of it, but the generally most modern hard disks supports LBA. Now the LBA just starts at zero for the first sector and works its way up. However, there is a limit of 137 gigabytes imposed by the old ATA standard that only used 28 bits for addressing. That's uh, more or less gone away now and to the use of 32-bit sector numbers. And that increases the limit to 2 terabytes. Using workarounds and mapping, they've been able to make the CHS method work up to a limit of 8.4 gigabytes. But after that, you're just supposed to use LBA. So, when querying any hard drive over 8.4 gigabytes, they will always report their geometry as 16, 3, 8, 3 cylinders, 16 heads, and 63 tracks, regardless of what their actual geometry is. And you should look in the LBA field for the actual number of sectors. And that's exactly what we're going to do right now. Uh, but first, before we hit that want to talk a little bit about the hard drive naming convention under linux first of all you'll be able to see the devices under a special directory called the dev file system this is where all devices are kept unlike the proc file system which we talked about before it's a pseudo file system meaning that it doesn't actually exist in the conventional sense following again the linux uh, everything is a file philosophy now, in there, the naming convention has typically been for IDE hard disks that they begin with slash dev slash HD something, and that for SCSI disks, they will go in slash dev slash SD something. Now, SCSI disks are also considered to be serial ATA disks. So if you want to see what devices are attached to your computer, you want to check for both HD and SD drives okay so jump out to a console and type the following command ls space forward slash dev forward slash hd and an asterisk and for me that returned no such file or directory and what that does is it asks for a listing of all the files beginning with hd in the dev directory i'm going to do the same thing for SD files and I am returned with a list SDA, SDA1, SDA2, and SDA5. And that means that I have one serial ATA disk attached to my computer. And the reason I know it's one is that the third letter of that ls forward slash dev forward slash SD asterisk returned SDA. And there was no SDB. So that means I just have one disk attached to my computer. And that's correct, I do. For SCSI disks, they're assigned letters. The first disk is A, the second disk is B, the third disk is C, and continues on. So you have SDA, SDB, SDC. For IDE hard disks, it works in a particular order. So the, the master on the first IDE interface would be HDA. The slave on the first IDE channel will be HDB. The master on the second IDE channel will be HDC. And the slave on the second IDE channel will be HDD. Okay, that's the naming system for the disks themselves. However, each disk can have partitions. And on an IDE drive, you can have up to four partitions and an unlimited number of logical partitions those partitions are donated by a number after the first three letters designating the disk so on my example from my computer we had an sda1 an sda2 and then an sda5 and now that physically mounts is uh, one big root partition which is sda1 and then there's a swap partition which is actually an extended partition and that's sda5 and because extended partitions need to be housed somewhere it's housed under sda2 that's probably a little bit complex for now but it'll come in time now looking at my file server downstairs when i do um, ls space forward slash dev forward slash hd star i get a hda HDC, HDC1, HDC2, HDC3, a HDE and a HDE1 and a HDG and I happen to know that the HDA and the HDG are CD-ROMs the HDC and the HDE are um, well the HDE1 is part of an LVM volume which we'll talk about later and the HDC contains the root partition i also have SCSI discs on that and sda sda1 is part of an lvm sdf and sdf1 are part of an lvm as is sdg well actually sdg1 and just as a side note an lvm is logical volume manager and it's a way to take multiple discs physical discs and put them together as a logical volume making the Addition and expansion of your um, of your partitions as they're shown to Linux a lot easier, but that's not something for the exam just right at the moment. Okay, a good command to find out information about your hard disk is called the HD pram command and that's actually spelt hdpARM get/ slash set hard disk parameters. And for now, we're only going to be getting hard disk. I don't want anyone messing about with the hard disk parameters unless you know what you're doing. And I'll give you the description from the man page, which I got by typing man space HDPARM. HDPARM provides a command line interface to various hard disk IO controls supported by Linux Serial ATA, Parallel ATA, and SAS subsystems and older IDE driver subsystems. Some options may not work correctly with the latest kernel. And the most important command out of that is going to be the minus capital I, which requests identification info directly from the drive, which is displayed in the new expanded format, which with considerably more detail than the older minus lowercase I flag. Now, if I mosey over here to my Server and I do uh, sudo hd param minus capital I forward slash dev forward slash hda. I get loads of information back on my CD ROM drive. The model number is a uh, NEC DVD read writer, it's got the firmware, it's uh, standards used AT API 1. It's DRQ, it's bladdy bladdy blah. That's all very interesting. Now if I do um an ls of the slash dev with S D drives and I look at um um and I look at one of the serial ATA drives, I'll do s HD param space. Minus capital I space forward slash dev forward slash SDA. I get a lot more information about the drive. It's a Mac store, something or other. It's got a serial number, firmware, what standards it supports. Um, and here we are the uh, max and current cylinders, heads, and sectors are down as 16383, heads is 16. And the sectors of 63, which we uh, found out earlier in this podcast that it was, in fact, uh, dummy information. The real information that we're looking for is the LBA usable addressable sectors, which is 240121728, which is 122 gigabytes. So you can happily play with that command and see what information is available on your system. One good way to find out what inf- what our disks are attached to your computer is using the output from the system log as it boots up. And that command, well, I think we've talked about it before, is called d- And from the description in the man page, dmessage is used to examine or control kernel or ring buffer. The program helps users to print out their boot up messages instead of copying messages by hand. The user needs only uh, dmessage boot messages. Uh, however so if we go to the command line on my server again and I type dmessage space uh, the pipe command which is usually above the keyboard uh, the enter key and I type grep space sd I get a whole list of sd devices that were on my computer and in there I'll see that I have uh the SCSI uh, CD-ROM drive that I had coming up and the other additional disks and if I do the same thing do message and I pipe that to grep and I do HD then I see all the different IDE devices that have come up. So I see a Mac store, ETA disk, what else? The CD-ROM drive comes up here as a HD device. So, that's pretty much it for this episode of Hacker Public Radio. I want to thank you all for listening. If you yourself come across something cool or interesting, uh, consider sitting down for five minutes, doing a podcast about it, and send it in. I uh, know that we could do some extra filler episodes. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by Caro.net.